This is WKSU News. I'm Andrew Meyer. In 2016, the eviction lab at Princeton University found that, among large cities, Akron had the highest eviction rate of any city in the state. And in January and February of last year, there were more evictions in those two months than in the previous three years. The media partnership Home in Akron, which includes WKSU, is taking an in-depth look at the city's rental market and the housing challenges that continue through the pandemic. I spoke with Rosalie Murphy, editor of The Devil Strip, and Akron Beacon Journal reporter Doug Livingston about the launch of the series. Livingston says the numbers weren't the surprising part of the reporting. What was surprising was was how visible it is in their lives. We stare at these numbers on paper, and as you said, we do form hypotheses, and then we test them. The pressures on these communities, the evictions, rising rents, the shift to majority rental neighborhoods, people feel and see this in who lives next to them and who no longer lives next to them. Whether they step out their front door and they, they can connect with their neighbors or whether it's a place where they they come to sleep at night and wake up in the morning to go to work. These are very human stories. How did you find these people? And was it hard to get them to convince them to open up? Nora Hindi, who covers equity and inclusion for the Devil Strip, spent more than 100 hours watching eviction hearings and following up with tenants involved in those hearings in hopes that they'd be comfortable talking about their experiences Um, Abby Marshall and H.L. Camariato, also on our team, had the opportunity to be present while a home in Middlebury was being torn down by the Summit County Land Bank, and then return to that block several times to knock on doors and talk to neighbors and understand the impact that changes like that have on a neighborhood. Rosie, there's a lot of housing stock in pretty bad shape, bad enough to tear down. Um, Are there specific neighborhoods where the problem is particularly acute? Yeah, so... um, the third story in this series that's that's published takes place in Middlebury, which is uh, was one of the first neighborhoods in Akron. I believe it was the first neighborhood. Uh, many of the homes there are a century old. Of any neighborhood in the city, it had the second highest rate of homes torn down by the Summit County Land Bank uh, in the period from the, the foreclosure crisis until now. And what um, H and Abby found in reporting that story is that it's very, very difficult to spur new investment in neighborhoods like Middlebury, especially from private developers, because there is no profit motive. They spoke to Habitat for Humanity and The Well, which are two nonprofit organizations working to either build new housing or to rehabilitate old housing stock in Middlebury. And they're only able to do that because they are nonprofits and they're heavily subsidized by federal dollars, grant money, uh, in order to do that work in hopes of Um, stabilizing the housing market in that neighborhood so that potentially someday a private developer might look at Middlebury and say, oh, that's a place where where we could consider investing and building multiple homes. But, you know, something we often hear, I think, is is when we cover development in neighborhoods that are already stable, residents will ask, well, why are we building here? Why aren't we seeing this kind of development in neighborhoods that have seen so much disinvestment and so much, so many structures torn down. Let me ask both of you about this question. Um, In the second story, it focuses on how there's supposed to be these protections that were put in place during the pandemic, moratoria on evictions, uh, rental assistance. But is it not that they're working or not just enough of them to really help those tenants who are struggling? I think there's loopholes in the moratorium um, that the CDC put out and that the 
that Congress approved in the initial Federal CARES Act. Um, those loopholes uh, are, are the same loopholes that landlords have been using for decades to to move people out of their homes when the legal system um, stops them. Instead of saying that somebody has uh, fallen behind on rent, you say, hey, I want to sell this house or or your lease is up and, and you know that that entitles me to, to move you out. So those are longstanding issues outside of the moratorium. No moratorium is is really going to supersede a, a private contract between two parties that allows for one of them to move the other person out. Beyond that, I, I don't want to paint too bleak a picture of the evictions because right now everybody just kind of was waiting with bated breath for what happens. This time last year, we were averaging 10 and a half eviction filings a day. We are significantly below that. January and February of 2020 were the highest months in the, in, in the, the previous three years. So things were looking bad until the pandemic hit. But the federal relief and the moratorium uh, have really dampened, flattened the, the eviction crisis that has been mounting since that eviction lab report from 2016. That's Doug Livingston from the Akron Beacon Journal and Rosalie Murphy from the Devil Strip talking about the launch of the series Home in Akron. Home in Akron is a collaborative reporting project including the Devil Strip, the Beacon Journal, WEWS-TV, and WKSU. Supported by Reveal. You can find all the reporting, along with resources if you're facing eviction, at wksu.org slash home in Akron. I'm Andrew Meyer, 89.7 WKSU.